Here we are for another episode of Breh Finance. And in this one, we're going to be talking about how to start a business. Now, what's this got to do with investing? Well, we'll talk about that in a bit. But before we get into a full disclaimer, we are not professional advisors. Please consult with a professional before making any financial decisions. And on that note, let's get into the episode. All right, in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to start a business. So what's this, what's this really got to do with uh, personal finance? Well, some of you may find, oh, I want to make some extra money on the side. Because either your current job isn't making you enough, or you want to have some sort of passive income stream, or just have some extra funds so that you can invest, or whatever it might be. Some of you may find that the best way to make use of your money or your time is to either buy more real estate, or buy more stocks, or whatever it might be. But I reckon a lot of you, as was the in my as was in my case, wanted to start their own business or be creative uh, and create some sort of service or some sort of product. So how would you actually start that journey? So I'm going to tell you guys kind of the things I learned when I wanted to start creating stuff and build some passive income. So kind of going all the way back to 20, what was it? I would say 2014, 2013, somewhere like that. I was already kind of going, um, I think I read an article about not having enough superannuation or something. And I was like, man, I've got to make some extra cash. And that's basically the whole motivation behind it. It was like, I don't think I'm going to have enough money. And that's when I kind of started thinking about, you know, getting a passive income and starting to sell things and maybe create a product online, digital content and all that stuff. So I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but instead I'm going to give you the things to think about if you're just starting. Okay. And one of the mis- maybe we'll talk about some of the mistakes as well. When someone goes to me and you know knows that I have a passive income and I do all these kind of side projects and gigs and all that kind of stuff, one of the first things they say is like, "Jed, I have this idea and I want to make this much money." Well, okay, slow down. The first mistake is already you're focused on money. If you're looking to start a business or provide a service or anything like that, don't even think about money at the beginning. Because it's not it's not gonna come. <laughs> it's pretty like it's a very common mistake that at the beginning you're like, well, if I just make this product and I sell a thousand of them, I'm I'm gonna be a millionaire. It's like it's not that simple, you know. Selling things to people is not easy. It's it's not a simple thing, right? There has to be trust there. You have to have a good product. You need to find the right customers, all that kind of stuff. Anyways, we'll get into that in a second. But I would say the first piece of advice I would give to anyone who's looking to start a business is. First of all, ignore everybody else (laughs) because as soon as you have some sort of entrepreneurial idea, very quickly, everyone's going to start telling you the risks and all the dangers and why it's not going to work and that your product's already been done before and all these reasons not to do it. That mentality is why they are not entrepreneurs. That mentality is why they probably don't have passive income, right? You want to focus on you. And I found that if you talk to other entrepreneurs, the conversation is extremely different. When, when an entrepreneur comes and speaks to me and say, hey, you know, I've got this idea, I'm like, freaking awesome, man, do it. I reckon it's great. And if it doesn't work, tweak it, modify, adapt, you know, think of something new, change it up, and just keep going. You know, eventually you'll find what works for you. But if you listen to these people who are like negative, and they could come from friends, family, even your partner, it can happen. But don't focus on you. Your focus at the beginning is, who am I trying to provide a service to? 
and in what way am I trying to make their life better? That's it. That's all your entire focus should be on. Now, how do you decide, well, what, what is it should I do? Okay. Some people get stuck on trying to pick, well, if I do this, what if it's wrong? Or what if I try that and it's too expensive? Well, what if I do that and I'm going to fail? It's like, all right. The answer is you have no idea what the outcome is going to be for any one of those things. You have a feeling, but you don't know. And you also don't know who that person is waiting for your product. There is someone out there or people out there who have a gap in their life, right? They're trying to look for a solution to a problem they currently have, but they haven't found you yet, or you haven't created your product yet, or they don't know they need you yet. And your job as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, or whatever it might be, is you want to create some sort of product or service, find that person to connect with, and give them a great experience with your product. That's it. The byproduct of doing that well is money. Your goal is not to make money. Your goal is to service customers. The outcome of achieving that goal is money. People have this backwards. They think, oh, my business is to make money and grow. No, your business is to provide a service. It took me a long time to understand that because at the beginning, the only way for you to really measure your success is how much money you're making. But the danger with doing it that way is when you're doing something entrepreneurial, it takes a long time for money to arrive. So if you're basing your success on how much money you've made, you're going to be very disappointed. If you're disappointed, you're very unlikely to continue doing what you're doing because you're like, well, it's not coming to anything. Instead, the way you should measure your success should be, is the person I was aiming to help actually helped? Are they better now after they've met me or after they've used my service? If the answer is yes, then you're well on your way. Now, it's not going to be super overwhelming. You're not going to have like 100 people going, yeah, you're the greatest. At the beginning, when I started doing like online training, you would get a message once every two months. But that one message was the fuel to keep going. And a lot of the times, it was times when I wanted to quit. And I didn't want to do it anymore because I said, man, I'm working so hard on this. I'm doing my full-time job. I'm commuting. I'm coming home. I'm working till 2 a.m. I'm filming. I'm recording. I'm editing. No one's signing up. No one's doing this stuff. I'm not making any money. And it's very hard. It's very hard to do that stuff and to keep going year after year, you know, month after month. It's hard. It's really hard. So anyone who says, you know, overnight success, it's a lie. It's a lie. People don't see. Like if I say to someone, it's like, oh, hey, look, I make X thousands of dollars of passive income a month. They go, oh, wow, it looks so easy. You just kind of like, you know, make a few videos and you make money. It's like, no, <laughs> it's it's not that simple. There's all those years of training, working, and working for nothing with no certainty of success. It's not easy, which kind of leads me to my next topic, which is if you're if you've chosen a service or product or something that you're not particularly passionate or excited about, you will have a really tough time selling your product, but more importantly, you'll have a really tough time sticking with it. With um, creating a service or product, especially one where you have competitors, you have to stick with it. You have to learn from your competitors. You have to learn from the market. You have to adapt your product. You need to upgrade. You need to tweak it, adjust it. You need to read books. You do all these things, slowly improve it. And bit by bit, you will get better. 
But it's very hard to stay on that journey if you're not passionate about what you're doing. The passion not only lets you create a better product and provide a better service, people can, can connect to that passion. If you don't have that, you won't stick around. And a lot of the times for me is I stuck around long enough that either my competitors died out or I outworked them or my content just had enough time to develop because it takes time. It's almost like a tree that grows above all the other trees. Eventually, it just needed that time to get to that height. And then finally, when it reaches above the trees, it's getting all the sun and now it's growing even faster. You know, For me, a lot of my success came from when COVID hit. So I was creating online content and I was making a little bit of money and then COVID hit and everyone was stuck at home. And then suddenly my product was there. It was ready. People suddenly were flocking towards online content. And then it was sort of just like a timing thing. But if you weren't doing all that work leading up to that point, then your your product wouldn't have been ready for that opportunity. So some could argue that like, oh, Jed, you just got lucky. It's like, yeah, a little bit. But you could also say that, you know, when preparedness meets opportunity, you know, that's that's when success happens. And if if and you could also say that like, oh Jed, you just got lucky. It's like, well, not really, because if I was starting since 2014, that was like six years. Six years before you see any level of kind of tangible financial success. It's a long time. That's why passion, your excitement, your love of your own product is so so important. Okay. I'm going to connect to the next, I'm going to go to the next topic, which is you need to connect with people. Okay. And some people may think it's like, well, if I'm going to do a YouTube channel and I want to become like a multimillionaire, I need a million subscribers. And all. no, that's, <laughs> that's not how it works. Right. Um, let's forget about the whole making a million dollars thing. I think Seth Godin had this thing. I don't know if Seth, it was Seth Godin or it was someone else who said it, but when you're trying to find people to give your product to, you're not trying to give it to everybody. You're not trying to be like, oh, I'm going to create this product and I'm going to market it to everyone age three to 85 (laughs) or something like that. You know, all genders, all walks of life, all perfect. It's like, okay, they have a saying where if you design a product for everyone, you've designed the product for no one. So you want to think of your product for someone specific. And the more specific it is, actually the better. Because then your product becomes catered to that particular person. Now, when I created my online content, you know, that kind of idea of who that person I was creating for changed over the years because you learn. And I found that my focus was not people coming out of university. My focus was not people in their 50s. They were kind of in the late 20s, early 30s, uh, age bracket where they're trying to establish themselves in their career. They're trying to have really strong skills. They're industry professionals. And then you kind of go down that route. And then once you kind of have that person in mind, everything you do, everything you design is for that person. So that when that person finally sees you or interacts with you or something, it feels like you designed it just for them. And what happens is you create such loyalty in your product, they will come back again and again and again and again. And what you do is you just keep serving, servicing them as best as you can, provide them with as much content, as much knowledge, the best experience. And it's like it's a perfect relationship that you've created 
and they keep coming back. Do you need a million of these people to have a passive income? No, you actually don't. Let's do some math. Let's say in any given month, you have these 100 people who are super loyal to you and you market a subscribe, uh, a subscription base service, for example. So you get 100 people. Let me do this math. All right. And each month, they're buying something. They're subscribed to you for, let's say, $20 a month. We'll be conservative. That's $2,000 a month in passive income, okay? Which, in a year, is $24,000. If you took that $24,000 and you invested it in an index fund, right? So, and we do, let's do uh, 10%, okay? And we invested it today, and we didn't touch it for 35 years, Oh, hang on. Uh, to the power of... I did that wrong. Hang on. 24 times 1 point... What do we say? 10% to the power of 35 years. That 24,000 that you just made from those 100 people, right, for that one year, in 35 years is three quarters of a million dollars, almost. That's That's how big this money gets when you have compound. Right now, that hundred people is not going to stay one hundred. It could become one fifty, could become two hundred. Your cost can go from nineteen dollars to twenty nine dollars, or whatever it might be. The point of the story is you're not trying to aim for well. It's either a million subscribers or none at all. Like why why try if it's not going to be a million? You're not trying to get a million. You're just trying to find that loyal one hundred people. That's it. Personally, I don't want more than a hundred customers. I don't need more than 100 customers. With 100 customers paying a certain amount, I can, number one, manage that many customers. I can provide really, really good content just for them and not worry about making decisions purely on trying to make more money or grow the size of my business. I'm not interested in those things. I'm just interested in providing service and knowledge to those 100, okay? So that's how you think about scale. Um, and what's kind of maybe the last point I'll do here, which is um, integrating with your life. Okay, this one for me took a long time to establish, but here's the idea. If you have a full-time job and you have other responsibilities, maybe kids or anything like or things like that, um, to do another business venture, think of it as like taking a second part-time job. It's a lot of work. So if it's separate from the things you're doing already, it's added work. So one thing to consider is, well, what are the things I'm doing already? Right? And my fr a friend of mine asked me this the other day, and she was saying like, oh, I want to have a passive income stream, and I want to create something, but I don't really know what, but you know, I don't really have that much time. And the example we kind of came to was, well, what do you do already? And she's like, well, I really like gardening and I, and I do gardening all the time. And I'm like, well, why don't you do something in gardening, right? And it can be as simple as this. On YouTube, people love just watching other people do things with no talking. <laughs> I do it myself. I watch butchers cut up like animals, right, to get them ready for like selling. But the reason I like watching it is just watching the whole process so that we can that we respect animals so we don't waste food. You understand where it came from, the work that goes in, that goes in, so you don't waste it. Anyway, the point is, she's already doing gardening. She's already doing it. So one way to actually capitalize on that is why don't you time-lapse yourself doing your garden, right? And then just add music, put it online, and that's it. 
right? And then it's people just fascinated watching your garden. So you that's a way of integrating it into your life. Or maybe you really like cooking. Maybe you really like cooking and you make a nice uh, dinner for your family every night. So why don't you take a few photos of the dinner once you finish cooking at it or cooking it, maybe add um, some comments and things underneath, like maybe Instagram kind of thing. And that's it. So you've integrated it with your life. And the benefit of this is it doesn't feel like a significant amount of added work. So if you haven't got that much time, you can still get clever about how to, you know, kind of start thinking about how to make passive income or starting a business and all those things. And it doesn't have to be grand. My one started off very, very small and it's now growing bit by bit. I'm not trying to, like as one of my old managers used to say, we're trying to get to the moon, but we don't have to get there tomorrow. But we want to get there eventually. So you have time. You have time. It doesn't have to be overnight. Just work on it slowly. Enjoy the process. You know, meet with the people. Connect with people. That's really all we're trying to do, right? So I'm going to leave it there. Hopefully hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed this episode. Get some ideas about possibly starting your own businesses. And until next time, have a great day and bye. Thanks for watching another episode of Bruh finance if you want to support the work we're doing you love the things you're hearing from us consider supporting us through patreon at patreon.com forward slash bra b-r-a-h underscore finance by signing up you're going to get access to all sorts of things like spreadsheets and articles and video and training and all sorts of content so again thank you for watching and have a great day